You're listening to the New Spring Church Podcast. We're glad you're here. We want everyone everywhere to have an everyday relationship with Jesus, and we hope that this helps you do just that. To flow so generously into his children, so he can flow through his children and make a profound impact in the earth. Uh, Just let me pray, and I'm going to believe that the God of overflow is going to stir so richly and strongly in each and every single one of y'all's hearts today. And, um, and I'm just believing that all of us are leaving change. Amen? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. Father God, we exalt you. Holy Spirit, we invite you to have your way today. We pray that you would, that you would loosen soil in our lives and that seeds would go deep and that things would change in our journeys. And because you are the God of overflow, we thank you in advance for the way that the world will change because of the way you stirred in your people. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, good morning. Welcome to the 915 gathering. It's so good to be able to worship God with you. We haven't met before. Dan Leanne, one of the teaching team here at New Spring Church. And And if you're relatively new to our family, we have so many new people as a part of our community now. We want you to know that you are so loved, that you are so valued, and we really hope and pray that if you haven't connected yet, you'll find time to connect. Uh, We are in the third week of a series we basically do every single year called Everyday Overflow. And this overflow series is all about generosity and this overflow offering that we take every single year leading into Christmas so that we can advance the kingdom of God at an accelerated rate. But it's also about an everyday promise for each and every single one of our lives. Come on, how many know that we have a God who overflows with love, with grace, with power, with presence, with provision? Come on, and he wants to overflow that into your journey as well. And so this is about a season for our church, giving and generosity, but it's also about an everyday promise for your life. And last week, as I was sitting in the 915 gathering, just over in this corner in the Anderson campus, listening to my brother and pastor Brad Cooper teach, I felt the Holy Spirit drop a very specific word in my heart for you. I scribbled it down, and I wanna read it to you right now. This is the word that God gave me at the 915 gathering last week. I believe that God wants to bring you and your families into a season of unprecedented overflow, supernatural overflow, an overflow of resources, even with the talk swirling of recession, an overflow of joy and confidence, even in a climate of fear and disappointment. Supernatural overflow is yours if you want it. I've been reflecting on that word all week, specifically the word supernatural. It's not a word we use a lot at New Spring Church. We like the word miraculous, but I felt the Holy Spirit speak so clearly that the word that we need to lean into is supernatural overflow. What is supernatural? It's simply God showing up in your everyday and making a difference. Him adding his super to your natural. The reality is there is uncertainty around us. 
There, there is a talk of like market downturns and we know that, that things are getting a little bit tight. We do know that there's some, some uncertainty in the earth, but I believe that God wants to add his super to your natural and in the years to come, you're gonna look back at this season and give glory to God for a supernatural provision that he unlocked and unleashed in your journey and through your life. But you gotta lean into the God of this universe who's trying to get into your everyday to create that sense of the supernatural. Now, I, I sense some people in this room kind of clinching a little bit, like it's week three of this kind of generosity kind of series, and every time you talk about money, you kind of, you know, you get a little bit tight, and, and now we're talking about supernatural things, and, and you don't feel that that's, this applies to you because some of you all are going, you know what, I've never experienced supernatural overflow in my life. I find it hard to believe. In the light of the conditions in the earth, it feels like talking about supernatural overflow, especially when it comes to resources, seems like the furthest thing away from my mind. Hey, Dan, this is not the conditions right now in the earth to talk about supernatural overflow. Right now, the interest rates are rising, inflation is rampant, my $1 Walmart bread is now $1.47, it cost me $32 to drive to church this morning because gas is still high. Everything seems to be working against this idea of overflow in your journey. I know some people are resistant to this word because you're saying not only are the conditions not right, it's just not my story. It's not my family's story. It's not my history. We've never been an overflow kind of people. You know, we're a get by kind of people, just enough kind of people, head above water kind of people. But I'm here to let each and every single one of you know, because of the blood of Jesus that makes us all brothers and sisters in him and children of a good father in heaven, we are the people of supernatural overflow. We are the people of the blessed to be a blessing. We are the people of manna in the desert. Come on, we are the people of quail from God. We are the people of the jug of flour that never runs out and the jar of oil that never runs dry. This is our story as God's people. It is your right to walk in supernatural overflow. And so my heart's hope and my heart's prayer is that the truth from the scripture would go so deep into your spirit that it will change the way that you see this season of overflow, generosity, and giving. My prayer all week is that someone walking into this space lacking confidence, lacking joy, with a head hung low, would have your heart overflow with joy and confidence and your chin pop up again as you walk into this next season irrespective of what swirls around you with overflow, confident in your heart. I believe that the scripture spoken over you that Jesus came to give you life and a life more abundant would be your reality. I pray that that scripture that talks about how if we give, God will flow into our lives, pressed down, shaken together, running over. I pray that is your story in the days ahead. So here's the question, okay, Dan, how? Big guy in a little sweater vest, how do I overflow in this season? It doesn't feel like it's my story, my family story, our history, the market conditions don't seem right for it. How do we overflow? 
Well, I will, and all I want to do is turn you to a very simple story in the Bible, a, a, a scripture in the text that shows a time where God overflowed powerfully out of a little boy's lunchbox. I beg you right now, if you've been around church for a while and you may have heard this story before, maybe around your Sunday school times, do not harden your heart, do not close your mind, come on, open up your spirit to what the Holy Spirit may, may wanna say, come on, afresh and anew into each of your journeys. Because this story of overflow was such a told story 2,000 years ago. It was on everyone's lips when Jesus first walked the earth. This is the only miracle that Jesus performed that was actually recorded in all four Gospels. Think about that. Jesus performed so many amazing miracles. He opened the eyes of the blind. He healed the sick. He, he, he opened up the mouth of, of the mute. He, he did so many beautiful things, but as the gospel writers sat down to think about the stories that should be told forevermore, only one story was told in every single one of the gospel accounts, and it's the story of a little boy overflowing from his lunchbox. If you have your Bibles, would you go with me to the book of Matthew chapter 14? We're gonna be looking at the Matthew account and at the John account a little bit. If you have a, your New Spring apps, you can open them up right now. All of the scriptures are pre-loaded. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 15, the Bible reads, as evening approached, the disciples came to Jesus and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. You can give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves and, uh, of bread and, and two fish, they answered. In fact, the John chapter six, verse nine version of this story provides more details. It says, here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Back to Matthew chapter 14 and verse 18. Bring them here to me, Jesus said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. About 20,000 people ate at the most miraculous tailgate in the history of humanity. And it all overflowed out of one little boy's lunchbox. The disciples who were hungry got to eat their fill and walk away with a doggy bag, you know what I'm saying? They're like at this kind of Jesus-cated, golden corral situation, and they got told, you can take as much with you as you want, and thousands of people would get blessed as well. This, my friends, come on, is a beautiful picture of overflow. And as I reflected on this story over the last seven days, I felt the Holy Spirit lead me to four truths that if we would embrace it with our hands, and hold it deep in our hearts, and allow it to inform the way we live our lives, 
all of us get to walk closer into supernatural overflow in our journeys. So you have your New Spring apps open. You can follow along in the notes. If you want to write these notes down in your iPhones and iPads and BlackBerry devices. Do we still do BlackBerry devices? I don't know. Android devices, Google devices. Here are four things that are going to help each and every single one of us supernaturally overflow in this season and in the season to come. Number one, write this one down. Everyone, say everyone. Everyone is invited to supernatural overflow. If you walk away with nothing else, I hope and pray you walk away with this. Irrespective of what you're experiencing in your journey right now regarding your resources, right now you are invited into supernatural overflow. Hey, hey, Dan, my, my bank account is pretty empty and, and I don't have much. I'm a college student and I'm living off a little stipend and I got, like, I'm eating like ramen on for every single meal. Like, I, don't, I don't have much. You are invited into supernatural overflow. You might be a successful businessman or woman. You're saying, you know what, Dan, I'm doing really good. We've had a really good year. We've, we've kind of grown as a business. But, but you know what? I'm here to let you know, as much as you've grown it, the God of this universe wants to add his super to your natural and leave you at the end of this year going, only God did this. Come on. Everyone is invited into supernatural overflow. We know this because in verse nine, six, uh, John chapter 6, verse 9, it says, here is a boy. The detail there is given by John. He had a first-hand account, an eyewitness view. I remember how this whole thing unfolded. It was one little boy. Now, the reality is anyone stepping forward with their lunch and having Jesus multiply it to feed 20,000 people, that would have been a miracle in itself. If the wealthiest man in town stepped forward, if the most successful businesswoman in town stepped forward, if the local Chick-fil-A operator stepped forward and provided lunch for everyone in the entire gathering, that would have been a miracle in itself, but the detail is given, it was a little boy, someone who was easily overlooked, someone who was easily underestimated. Why was that detail given? Because the God of this universe wanted you to know that everyone is invited into experiencing supernatural overflow. Don't let society, don't let culture, don't let your history, don't let the haters or the naysayers talk you out of a promise. You have been invited into supernatural overflow. You've been invited. Come on, turn to your neighbor and let them know you've been invited. Go right now, turn to your neighbor and say, you've been invited. Now turn to your other neighbor and say, hey, second choice, you've been invited. You have been invited into supernatural overflow. Point number two, write this one down. Not only has everyone been invited into supernatural overflow, surrender activates supernatural overflow. So all of y'all are invited. If I had a chance to sit down with each and every single one of you and and meet you where you're at and hear about your situation and, and, and pastor you and counsel you through the fear and the uncertainty and the nervousness that is swirling around your head and your heart, I would still let you know you are a candidate for supernatural overflow, but it is surrender that activates supernatural overflow. This story that has been told countless times over the 2,000 years since Jesus was here physically on the earth, this story all began with one little boy surrendering. 
The word kind of broke out. Hey, Jesus ain't sending anyone home. He's going deep into overtime. He's just getting warmed up in his message and, and, and he, wants, he wants someone to kind of come forward with their food because it's gonna be enough for everyone. I can remember, I can imagine the, the, the murmur breaking out in the crowd. This is crazy. Even the disciples said, this is impossible. Even if we had half a, a year, year's wages, we could only give everyone like a, a, a mouthful of bread each. This isn't gonna happen. And then one little kid comes forward and says, it, it, it's all I got. <laughs> you know, in Matthew chapter 14 and verse 17, uh, we have here five loaves and two fish, and we know it from the John account that it came from a little boy. It all began with an act of surrender. Can I encourage you? If you feel uncertainty, surrender your way through uncertainty. I'm gonna say that again. When the negative news builds up and up and up, and it feels like you are smaller and smaller and smaller, and you're looking into the future and you're getting more and more scared, activate supernatural overflow through surrender. Surrender your way through the uncertainty. I know it's not a human kind of natural response. <laughs> we, we like to hold on tighter in uncertainty. You know what I'm saying? We grip a little harder. You know, on a roller coaster ride, there are some people in the world who are those kinds of, you know, just hands up, eyes open, smiling big. Um, you know, where are those people in the room? Come on, if you're if on a roller coaster ride, you're just hands in the sky and you're, yeah! and then when you're kind of going past the camera, you're, who are those people, okay? I hate you, you freak me out, you stress me out, you give me anxiety. I'm not like this guy, I'm like this guy. <laughs> Because it's a natural, normal, human response. When things get more challenging, we grip tighter. The problem is, if we grip tighter, heading into uncertainty, we don't allow God's supernatural to flow through our surrender. Surrender your way through the uncertainty. And as a pastor and as a friend of many people here at New Spring Church, I just wanna let you know that I've seen it too many times. When things get difficult, we kind of retreat a little bit. When things get a little tighter, we hold on a little bit harder. I've had conversations with people who were like, you know what, like I've kind of trusted God with my first and my best. I've tithed my entire life, but things are getting a little bit tighter and I'm making some kind of cuts with you know, my finances at the moment and, and my tithing is gonna get a cut. Hear my heart. As a pastor, it's not the tithe that's not being brought that breaks it. In my heart, what breaks it is knowing that that never ever works out for their good. Because in a time where it's uncertain, that's when you need to be releasing your hand, yourself, come on, into the hands of almighty, loving, living God, come on, more than ever. It's not a time to grip tighter, come on, it's a time to release freer. Surrender your way through the uncertainty. Point number three, write this one down. Everyone is invited into supernatural overflow. We get to surrender because that activates supernatural overflow. Side note, what does it mean to surrender? Keep God first. First and the best. We learned it last week from Pastor Brad, the tithe. We bring our first and our best. We master our margins. We live in such a way that we can bless people outside 
because of the margins that we create in our lives. Side note, this whole thing happened because of a young boy mastering, come on, his margins. You would have seen everyone else eating their Bojangles box, everyone scoffing down their leftover Chick-fil-A breakfast. Come on, everyone else eating kind of whatever their mother packed for him that morning. But he kind of held on to his margins and he had the ability to create a miracle. Keep God first. Come on, first of the week, Sunday in the house. Come on, first every single day. Praise and worship him before you move into your day. Keep him first. Surrender your way through the uncertainty. And then you will have this experience. Listen to me. As you step towards supernatural overflow, your stuff will try to talk you out of supernatural overflow. I just want to give you a heads up. I've done this long enough. You'll get stirred over the last couple of weeks with my brother Clayton and Brad teaching. You've been convicted. You've been challenged. You've been stirred. Some people have been caused to move. Others of you, others of you have gone through the week fully knowing what you need to do, but your resources, your stuff, talked you out of your overflow. You got into an argument, and you lost it. You'll see here in John chapter 6 and verse 9, I love how the detail here is, here is a young boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, how, but how far will they go amongst so many? So here's an act of surrender, but what happens? The resources start speaking back, and they start doing this one, hey, I'm only five small barley loaves, I'm only two small fish. How far will I go amongst so many? And the reality is, you deserve me. Everyone else was eating their food way too early in the day. I heard about this Jesus guy. He got a lot to say. And so you were smart. Everyone else was silly. You deserve to eat this. Come on, you're going to have this argument as well. Hey, 10%, that's a lot. Government take their slice, and you got to give another 10%. This God tax, man, like, I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, you love me. No, you, you love, love me. Think about the things that you could buy, the things that you can do. Come on, the, the, the things that you can enjoy out of holding onto all of me. Come on, you're going to have this argument. I'm telling you, I hear it all the time. Hey, you don't have as much as that person over there. That person bears the responsibility because God blessed them. They can give a little bit more, and, and your little bit won't make that much difference anyway. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have an argument with your resources, but Jesus teaches very clearly in Matthew chapter 6, at some point in your journey, you're going to have to work out in your life whether or not you're going to listen to your resources or your resources will finally listen to you. Yes. Will you shut the mouth on your resources and let them know you are not going to have the say on how I live my life? You're not going to have the say on when I get to sleep deep. Come on. You're not going to get the say on when I get to be generous. Come on. You're not going to get the say of when I'm going to have peace in my heart. Come on. You're not going to get a say on whether or not I'm going to live my life in my eyes as what, what God says is successful. Come on. At some point, you're going to have to shut the mouth on your resources. Come on. And win the argument. And you're going to have to say, you know what? No, you're going to do as I say. I'm going to direct you where the Holy Spirit tells me to direct you. 
My story is going to be one of one who was not being controlled by resources, but I was worshiping God and my resources were controlled in the light of that. Come on, at some point, you're going to have to win an argument with your resources. Do not allow your stuff to talk you out of your supernatural overflow. Everyone is invited. Surrender activates supernatural overflow. Surrender your way through the uncertainty. Your resources will argue with you and try to talk you out of it. Win that argument. Stuff doesn't tell me what to do. I tell my stuff what to do. Fourthly and lastly, write this one down. Obey your way into supernatural overflow. So everyone's invited. Say everyone. Man, we're warm here in the Anderson campus at 9.15. Say, everyone. Man, that just, just builds faith in my soul. I love it. Come on. Everyone is invited into supernatural overflow. Surrender. My first, my best, it's yours. My hand's on the wheel. Gripping tighter right now is not what I need. Because all of my wisdom and all of my experience and all of my intelligence versus all the uncertainty in the world, hey, I'm not gonna be able to stand up to that, but the one who holds the world in his hands, you know what, I'm gonna trust my life into his. And, and, and my, 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 my stuff is gonna argue with me. My resources will try to talk me out of this. But maybe for the first time in my journey, I'm not gonna allow my stuff to talk to me about what I can do. I'm telling my stuff that I am submitted unto God and you are going to worship Him too. And I'm gonna obey my way into supernatural overflow. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 19. I love here at the end of the story. Jesus gets everyone to sit down and literally says here, and He directed, everyone say directed. He directed the people to sit down on the grass. He gets the disciples to go amongst the crowd and to get everyone into groups of 50s and 100s as he prepares to break the bread and distribute. But recognize this, this miracle unfolded because a bunch of disciples, along with this little boy, listened to Jesus and did what he said. Jesus directed this. I'm here to let you know, if you just listen to Jesus and you do what He says, I promise you that obedience is going to activate overflow in your journey. Come on, I promise you, as crazy as it sounds, as wild as it might be, if you just listen to Jesus in this season and do what He tells you, overflow will be your testimony. It was crazy. So here's Jesus and He's got the, the, the lunchbox and He's kind of He's just fixing to do something with it. And he tells the disciples, go off and get everyone into groups of 50s and 100. I could imagine the disciples not being sure about that direction. You know what I'm saying? Like we're out here and like, did you see how little that little kid had in his lunchbox? It's, it's not much at all. And, but Jesus is telling us to get everyone into groups of 50s and 100. Okay, cool. We need a group of 50 over here. We need a group of 100. Are we sure we should be doing this? You know what I'm saying? Like, is there a gluten-free option going on here because people might be complaining? And is this fish like sustainably sourced? I don't know, but we just, we've been told 50s and 100s. 
And as the disciples obeyed the direction, come on, what happened? The bread was broken, the fish was distributed, and a supernatural overflow, come on, occurred. That's what I'm asking you to do. Listen to Jesus and do as he says. Let obedience open the door to greater supernatural overflow. Some of you all can leave lack, worry, stress, and fear here today. If you would listen to Jesus and obey him in what he says and walk forward into supernatural overflow, come on, through obedience. The world will tell you obeying God with your finances is going to result in a net loss. The Bible makes it clear. Obeying God in your finances always results in a net gain. It's been the story of this church. It's always been the story of this church. Listen to Jesus and, and do as he says. The overflow. <laughs> Last week, I remember seeing the video before the teach, and Michael Mulliken was just talking about how God has just overflowed into our church and through our church. I remember hearing the story about God telling Michael about trusting God with our finances as a church and if we're going to challenge people to give our first and our best, our tithe, we need to do it so out of all of our income, even when times were tight and even when things were difficult and the days were uncertain, to give 10% away and to see what God has done in our church and through our church as we have just done what he's, I was at a football game yesterday. I'm walking into the stadium and a guy I never really, I, I, I kind of like recognized him, but I didn't know him. He comes up to me with this big smile on my face, on his face. He puts a smile on my face because he talks about how he's now living down in Atlanta. He serves at a little church plant and New Spring Church blessed them with their sound equipment. They've got, they've got booming subs down in Atlanta. Come on, like we got booming subs up here in South Carolina. Why? Because we as a church has listened to God. Come on, and we are doing what he says, amen? And that's our story as well. The Leanne family. I'm telling you, I'm coming up to my 25th year wedding anniversary next February. I got married at 21. Krista was 22. We had nothing in our, in our household. We had between the two of us, $373 of weekly income. But every single week, my wife would take $40 out and trust God with our first and our best. We used to fight all the time because I like, baby, why do you have to round it up? You know what I'm saying? Like, $37.30 is all God is requiring. You know what I'm saying? And, but I stand before you as someone who can testify to God's supernatural overflow in his journey. Every single year I do a handful of weddings. This year I'm doing three weddings. And I do the, the Krista and I do the, the premarital counseling every single time we do a wedding. And it's so beautiful to hear Krista always speak to giving God our first and our best regarding finances in our marriage. And I always just sit to the side on the couch and listen to Krista talk about the God math that we've experienced in our journey as we from the youngest age have put God first and obeyed our way, come on, into overflow. And that's all we want 
as a church. God will never ask you to obey so that you would lose out. God only ever, as a loving father, asks you to obey because he's got something, come on, more for you down the track. Can someone say a good amen to that? So as we wrap up our time together, we're gonna respond. We do this every single service because when someone who loves you expresses love in your direction, come on, it's right to respond. And so I'm gonna ask everyone in this room just to stand to your feet. Come on, on every single campus, to stand to your feet. All of our ministry teams, if you'd like to get to your positions right now, we're gonna respond in a number of ways. We're gonna respond by, for some people, taking communion. There are some people, many people, I take communion every single time I get an opportunity to say thank you to Jesus for blood shed, for a sacrifice given. And in a few moments time, as we start to worship God in song, I'm gonna encourage you, come on, to slip out of your seats and just to grab your communion. They hear a blessing from the lips of someone who's going to be serving you. We're also gonna be worshiping God in song. We're gonna be taking up our tithes and our offerings. What a beautiful, practical way to worship God. We're gonna have some people in the room who are gonna say, you know what? I don't know what it was, but over the last 32 minutes, I felt God knocking on my heart's door. And I don't have a relationship with Him. And I wanna turn from going my own way and I wanna turn towards God's way. I want Him to fill me with, my, with, with life. I want Him to fill me with His Spirit. And we're gonna encourage you, if that's you, to meet with someone down at the cross in each and every single one of your rooms. And we'd love to talk to you about giving your life to Jesus. But specifically, I felt really strongly this morning that there are some people who feel that the overflow promise isn't for them. In fact, very specifically, there are some people in this room who have a job situation or a, or a looming job interview that they need to go through and they are lacking faith right now that God can do something supernatural. I just felt that so clearly this morning at 6.30. If that's you on all of our campuses, if, you, if it's a job situation, either an interview that is coming or a situation that has to change. We want you to know you're not alone. And we wanna knit faith with you and believe for a supernatural outcome in that situation. Is that cool? For the rest of us, can I challenge you? Can I lovingly prod you to simply ask this question regarding overflow this year? Jesus, what do you want me and my family to do? And just do what he says. Supernatural overflow will be yours and the story of our church if we all just do that. Is that cool? So we're gonna respond in 10 seconds time. Let me pray and then I'm gonna encourage everyone to move, specifically if you're seeking prayer regarding a job situation. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. We trust you. Help us believe that we are candidates for supernatural overflow. Help us surrender even in the amongst the uncertainty. Help us, Lord God, win finally the argument 
with our stuff and resources and tell us what to do and give us the strength to do it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Let's respond. Thanks for listening to the New Spring Church Podcast. Make sure to visit our website at newspring.cc for more content, including videos, articles, and devotionals to help you have an everyday relationship with Jesus. Or plan a visit to one of our campuses across the state of South Carolina.